Welcome back to this episode of Jay's Recipe for Success. Uh, this episode, two parts, uh, was to feature some amazing women entrepreneurs. And so when we left off in part one, we talked about things like asking for help, uh, helping each other and supporting each other as women, uh, stepping out of our comfort zone, right? And especially in entrepreneurship, uh, years ago, when some of you started your businesses, this was not uh, so populated by women at the time. Um, love Vicky's quote that she gave us in the last session, true queens fix each other's crowns. That is gonna go on my wall uh, for sure. Uh, but I left off our last part of the session with a question. What is your super secret power or secret superpower? <laughs> jump in, Chris. Okay, I'll jump in. I'll try to. Um, you know, I would say, and I, and I may sound a little cliche-ish, but that, that adage of giving 110%, something that my parents uh, instilled in me from, seems like from being a child, very little child, uh, always trying to go above and beyond um, and have, finding team members that work with me that way. So um, that means that if our mantra is we'll help grow your business like mad for every client, we want to make sure that we see their success, mm -hmm. help them succeed at whatever their goals and objectives are. And I, and I think that's... Uh, and, and I kind of face every day that way. I um, I love, and and a good part of my, um, I guess, success has been, I believe, attributed to community involvement, uh, being chair of the Greater Fort Lauderdale Chamber. Uh, and, and, and through that, being honored by things like Junior Achievement Hall of Fame and, and, and other things. But it, that's been a very important part of who I am and how I, um, how I grow my business is my community involvement. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you are an amazing and a force to be reckoned with in this community and have made have really, really, truly left an amazing legacy. So I, I would have imagined that that your community involvement and engagement would have been your superpower. How about you, Vicki? Um, I mean, on a, on a personal, I guess, just who I am, it's more being genuine. Um, you know, we're, we're known in the industry as being really good partners to the cruise lines. If you talk to any president of any cruise line out there, even the largest out there, they know who we are because we're good people. It kind of comes down to just basic stuff. But it, my true, true, true one is humor. Um, I, I, I navigate through even the most difficult situations, sometimes even the saddest of my own situations with humor. And that gets me through it. Sometimes people think I'm crazy because of it, but... It's, it's who I am and I'm known for it. So, um. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I, it's true. I mean, I remember when I was a little younger and I was living in New York uh, and a friend of mine would always say, you laugh at the saddest things. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess that's just the way I grew it. Right. So I'm with you that one. Lynn, how about you? Your secret superpower. Well, I think, um, I think it's twofold. I think first of all, 
I'm insanely creative. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I uh, always find a way to make something happen. It might not be the way we thought it was going to happen, but um, I think being really creative has been helpful. Also, I think it's important to build relationships and mm. take a genuine interest in the people that you're building relationships with because that will carry you. So Yeah, so true, especially through times like these. And I, I will tell you, for junior achievement, I mean, look, you know, <clears throat> people are still giving, uh, but certainly, you know, we have our concerns about the next, you know, six to 12, 18 months, mm -hmm. uh, whether giving will stay at the levels that it's at. Um, and, but I do think that those relationships that we've built over the year, not transactions, right? Our donors and our, our yeah. supporters are not transactional, they're relationships. And so have been, having built those partnerships, that's why I think they're still with us and they're still supporting us to get through this difficult time. So mm -hmm. couldn't agree with you more. You know, I, I think that we, we talked about those statistics and, and women are changing the world, right? We're shaping it. Uh, we're at the table more often than we were before. But I still think there are some of those stereotypes and I still think there are some of those challenges. And I, I don't particularly like to focus on them, but I think it's helpful, especially that, that part of our audience is our young girls, is how, you know, we've heard it from them too that they come from a culture, their family comes from a culture where girls are to be seen and not heard, right? That kind of, remember that old saying uh, that our parents used to tell us? You know, how would you, how do you get through that when you hear those things, right? We're all strong women. We've gotten through, we've built businesses, we've gotten through all kinds of things. Sometimes that's not how people see that in a positive light. So share a little bit of how you've dealt with some of those stereotypical comments and attitudes um, and used it uh, hopefully as an opportunity. Anybody wants to jump in? I, I can take that. Um, so it's interestingly enough, I come from a Latino background. So my parents were Cuban from Cuba. So let's add some extra complexity there. Uh, strict, strict upbringing, whatever, but I, I never, I don't want to say I never heard it. I'm sure things were said. I didn't hear it. Like I just, it, it was one of those. It just never went into my system. Um, so I've never had that challenge. People ask me all the time, how hard was it? And let's just add to the fact that I'm also LGBT. So let's just, let's keep going to the pot of complexity. Um, but I just, I say to young girls is be you and, and be authentic. And that's probably one of my other things that, has helped me career-wise also is that I've been so sincere about it. I've not been one of those that I have to wear a pride shirt and have it in your face. It's not that. It's just be who you are. And I very, very frankly will talk about my wife, Carol. And people, I think, appreciate it more than if you try to avoid those conversations and try to hide from it or try to be too boisterous about it. You know, we don't go hanging out and have bumper stickers all over our cars. We just are our authentic mm -hmm. selves. Right. That's people love it. If anything, more people when they see me, they always ask how's Carol. They don't even ask how I'm doing. They always check on her. So people like being in the in the know, so they know who you are. Right. Yeah, and I I really do think the world is changing. I mean, I can remember when I first started out in the business world. I think there was much more of it. I rarely hear it now. I think I've heard it once in the last you know 15 years. And you know, my thing is you know whatever, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, 
you know, I am who I am and we're going to get results. And as long as I am, as you said, Vicki, authentic and real and respectful, right, okay. of, of everyone else that I'm working with, it's okay to have strong opinions and feelings and, you know, be passionate about something. And I think sometimes it's about passion. Chris, I'm curious, you're shaking your head. Have you oh, dealt with that? Go ahead. Have you dealt with some of that and, and how? Yeah. You know, actually, what I was shaking my head at too, or not nodding to, was Vicky's comment about the, you know, just la la la. Um, because when I was in the banking industry, and of course that was more years back than most of you can even go, um, there was a lot of, you know, bankers were all men, and and uh, I I actually at one point had the one out of forty uh, marketing director positions that was a female. Um, and a, and a couple of times I, I, um, I've, I've, I've had that happen, but most of the time it's just been a matter of working really, really hard, being authentic. As Vicki said, I love that. She's mm -hmm. so, so right. Um, I, if I don't see it, they won't see it. So in other words, that I'm a female, so therefore maybe I can't um, uh, do. And, and uh, anyway, so that's all I was doing was just kind of concurring with that. And I, important idea to do is to uh, just go forward and conquer. Don't even, don't look on either side. I was, um, again, I hate to bring this, keep bringing this up, but when I was chair of the chamber at 101 year history, they had had three other women as chairs of the chamber, which is sad, but true. But at least now they've, they're up to almost double that. So that's good. That that is I said where we are starting to see changes and I love that look we have our first vice president whether you like her or not I don't care what party you're in for women I believe it was a step right uh, for all mankind kind of thing you know so um, so you know I, I think leadership and uh, has changed over the years I remember when I first started out in my career you, there was no seat at the table. Right. You were told from the top down, right, what was going to what was going to happen, what we were going to do, what the goal one was, your job was, all of that. It wasn't as inclusive, at least of, you know, our culture today. I know at least our culture at JA. How have you changed your leadership over the years? Um, because I know uh, just from reading about all three of you and knowing um, of some of you that you've evolved. Right. How has your leadership evolved? How have you approached your business? How has that evolved? And Vicki, you talked about culture, so maybe you want to start. Sure. Um, I mean, I think I, I grew up like I went. I told you, I ran away from my parents' office and went to get a job at a cruise line. Um, so I learned on the job. It was not. I'm a, I'm a high school dropout. I didn't go to any major university. I uh, literally learned on the job skills and I observe a lot. I watch people and what do they do and how how, or how do they lead? And to me, again, it's that being flexible and, and you used the word pivot earlier, Lori, and it's the word of the year, one of them anyway. Um, but I, I also am very involved. It doesn't matter how far up the chain I go, I'm part of every part of the job. So anything in the, in the company that happens, I know how that functions and if we need to just sit on the floor and we always say stuff bags because we have an event coming. I'm right there doing it too. I'm not, it's not, it's not beneath me. So I'm part of the team. We're there every day. We, we hug everybody, maybe not this year, yeah. um, 
but um, we're, it's just that being involved. And I think that's a big part of it. Some things that I've learned, whether it was a great leader or a not so great leader, things not to do. I think those are the big takeaways is be part of it. Don't think you're too good for it. Cause you know what, you may have to furlough people and, and whatever. Now you got to do the job. So don't think you're hoity toity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think Linda, that- how about you? Linda, have you, and you've worked for some big organizations. Yeah. Um, yes, I've, I've been fortunate to have some great mentors in my life as well. Um, and I do think that the experience at Broward Health was really in, important for me. I was had an opportunity to work at um, and be involved in so many different functions of what the hospital was doing and plan so many um, events and activities. So I really did have a lot of um, firsthand experience in, in leading. And one of the things that has always been important to me is understanding, as Vicki said, from the bottom up, that everybody contributes to the success of everything. That you can have a great idea, but if people don't want to help execute it, um, it's not going to be the success that you need. And even if people do it because it's their job, that's actually really not enough. You want people to do it because they understand it, because they they believe it, because it's important to them as well. So I think that one of the things that I've learned as a leader is to engage and have people buy in to what we're doing because they understand it and they um, feel like they're part of it. And yeah. so, so I'm a very inclusive leader. And um, I also like to find what people do best and um, let them do what they do best because that then brings everybody up. Yeah. Yep, right, right. Putting the right people in the right places, right? So they can use their best skills. Chris, how about you? I know, I think- I know you are hands on, roll up your sleeves kind of girl. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and um, and I think that we, we as women tend to, um, uh, lead in a in kind of a different manner than um, than traditional. Um, listening to Vicki and Lynn, I'm, I'm hearing the same thing. We kind of work on a very lateral, if you will, a lateral um, way, a, kind of a, a circle of everyone working together, providing uh, input where their strengths are, really relying on each other's strengths. Um, I Even when my company was larger and there were 25 employees, and it, it was never a, a typical hierarchy, uh, a typical org chart with me at the top and everything. It just never was that way, and and, um, and and I would never be comfortable with it. But I think that's typical of women. I think we tend to deal work that way. We like working across the across the aisle, if you will. Right. Yeah, and that inclusivity, I, I agree. Um, one of you used that word inclusive, yeah. um, which I think is so important across everything. Um, so, but yeah, I agree with you. I can remember starting out my career having a department of 200 and we would be given a big project and I'd be like, okay, guys, what are we eating for dinner tonight? And I'd be right there with my team doing it. Um, and and I am still today. When the gal is over, I kick my shoes off and I fold up tables or whatever needs to be done. And they're like, no, 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 you need to go home. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm part of this team. And I'm saying until it's done, right? So I couldn't agree with you more. You know, um, so going into your own business is scary. I've thought about it, you know, and I think entrepreneurs 
um, people are entrepreneurial, whether they own the business or they don't, right? When you're running a business, I think you're, you're an entrepreneur, but, but putting your own money up, right? Taking those risks, those personal risks is something very scary. What's the one thing that you would tell someone like me? I think about going into business all the time, the, the last couple of years, right? What would you tell me? Now that you've been through it for all these years, what what do you wish someone had told you? Um, I'll, I'll start. There is no silver bullet. Have passion for whatever that is. If it's cookies, that's great. In my case, it's travel. Here's for you. It's it's marketing. Um, people sometimes want to buy something because they think they're going to get rich quick with it. And that ain't going to happen. If you don't believe in those mattresses you're selling or whatever it is business you're getting into, you're not going to be successful in it. Um, for me, it was insurance and accounting. I could have inherited my dad's business and my sister and whatever. And I just, it was not for me. I hated every minute of it. So, but believe in something and trust you can make something out of it. Um, and it might be a, a version of it, um, but you can make something out of it. Our business is cool in that not only do we sell travel, but really we sell business opportunities. And we sell, So we we help entre entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs, which is kind of cool. So we're a franchise company. Yeah, I love it. Passion is so important. You got to know your why, right? right? Chris, how about you? You know, I've got uh, four different um, pillars that I think are worth mentioning at this point when you talk about being an entrepreneur. The first one is to follow your instincts. Um, I've always felt that there were times in my career where uh, a lot of things might have said, what are you kidding me? And they, and, but my gut said, go, uh, do it. Um, and let go and delegate a tough lesson <laughs> to all, but that's, a, to me, that's a very important entrepreneurial, if you will, strength, yeah. stay optimistic, but be realistic. So, I mean, where would we all be today? Um, we've, and, and I've been through the recession and been through, all, all of us have been through a lot. Uh, and certainly this year we've been through a lot. But as long as you're optimistic um, and yet realistic about what could happen, looking, anticipating what could happen and stay curious and learn new skills. Yeah. I think sometimes entrepreneurs forget to learn. Um, but, but not only learning yourself, but allowing your people to learn. So those are kind of my takeaways. If, if I were going at this again, or I'd want to know those um, going in. Yeah, I love that. Love, love, love those. I, I, I Listen, guys, I'm, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm taking great notes here and I've got some good stuff. So I want to leave us with one thing. So I said earlier in the introduction that I think it's this is a month where entrepreneurship month where we can hopefully shed some light on right the innovation and the courage and the work of entrepreneurs but also that we can focus on the young people look our next generation many of them would prefer to work for themselves right and so we're hearing and a lot about their interest and in seeing a lot of them who want to go into business for themselves if you were in front of our students today right? What would you share with them? I mean, I know that, that you talked about those things just today, but they're, they're in high school. They're not ready to start a business. What would you say to our, our young people, especially our young girls? What would you say to them just in general about, you know, 
where they are and, and maybe a lesson that it took you a long term time to learn that we wish we had learned younger. Lynn? Um, I would certainly tell them to be very selective about what they choose um, because I think that sometimes you think that because you enjoy doing something as a hobby, you would enjoy doing it for work and that may or may not be true. So I think that's one thing. The other thing I think I would tell them, you know what, it's wonderful, but it's very hard. And it kind of reminds me of like the child that in the swimming lessons, they get halfway across the pool and they can't do it. So they turn around and swim back because they don't think they can swim the whole way, but they end up swimming the whole way anyway, but they end up back where they started. So I think that to persevere and to keep, um, to keep going and Obviously, the big one I do think is to ask for help, ask for input, ask for, for help. If you don't know something, I mean, they all have the advantage of the internet, which none of us had. So we can literally Google anything now that we need to know. So it's you really, there's no excuse for, for not finding out. Of course, you can always say, I don't know, but that should always be followed by, I'll find out. Because there's right. certainly a lot of um, resources to find out. So I would I would say that, that find something that is truly something you can sustain and love to do. It won't feel so much like work because it's going to be hard. Don't stop and find out what you don't know. Love it. Vicki, how about you? What would you tell our young girls? And, and it doesn't have to just be about entrepreneurship. It can be just about life. Um, well, I think I mentioned it earlier, it's like find that passion within you and be authentic. Um, but I think even for, for them to, to get a job or whatever, is get an internship early, learn from, get, get mentors and learn from them. Doesn't matter if it's a free internship, do it versus, you know, playing a video game or, you know, being on TikTok all day long um, is find out what that is. And again, something that, that we do at Cruise Pounders, it kind of fits that mold. And we're seeing a lot more younger people buy franchises because we're a low cost franchise um, because it's a business in a box. So someone can own a Cruise Pounder franchise and sell travel from anywhere in the world because the, the, the tools are all mobile and young people can do it too. So we're seeing a lot younger, maybe not high school yet, but something to strive for is that they can run their business from their phone. And God knows they, they kids know what, how to do everything from their phone now. So we've built it where they automatically will have a cruise pounder franchise right in the, in the palm of their hands. So we've tried to build our training around that to make it friendly to younger people that it, again, it's more mobile friendly. There's no books and whatever it's. So I think it's more finding something that they love to do uh, and what their passion is and then stick to it and work hard. I think someone said it earlier, just work really hard. Yeah, so true. You know, it's interesting. You know, when I was growing up, you know, I didn't go to leadership classes that taught me skills or whatever. I worked from the time I was 13, 14 years old, whether it was a junior counselor and starting out that way. And that's how I developed on the job, developed my job skills. We talked today about how our, our young people are coming out of school without those transferable, right, critical skills like problem solving and, and building relationships and communication. Well, you know, we can stand in front of them and tell them about that, but the way that people are really going to learn is by doing it. And we're so proud at JA, we started a summer internship program about uh, three, this was our third summer, 
Uh, and it has been tremendous. And the high school students that we've placed in these jobs after eight months of training, taking them out to industries, having them meet with people like you uh, who inspire them and they can learn from has just been so rewarding. And many of them have now gotten hired by those companies or now have the skill set to go out and find a job on their own. And so it's so important. Uh, and that means our, our corporations and our small businesses like yours, right, are investing in our young people and giving them a chance to build those skills. Chris, how about you? What we had the pleasure young girls. Yeah, we had the pleasure of working with one of your interns uh, this summer. So it was a Thank great, you. Program, great program. Um, and, you know, that's another way of learning is just by being around these young people and hearing them. And uh, it, it, it keeps you uh, it keeps you learning. Um, I guess it's just, uh, you know, being, you know, I hate I know the word resilient is starting to be like pivot, but um, is, is being very resilient um, and truly not letting sometimes the, the pain of maybe not winning the account that you worked so hard trying to win or losing an account that you couldn't believe you were going to lose or uh, any of those types of just have to rise above those things. My dad always said, um, "My and my dad was an amazing person. He was a 30-year veteran of the Air Force, fought in three wars, amazing guy. Um, but he always said, if you can learn from your mistakes, then you're then you're doing good. You're you're moving ahead. So I've made them. I'm sure we all have. Um, I've had everything from an embezzlement to you name it, but." Um, you know, you rise above it. And as an entrepreneur, that's part of the, that, that uh, yin and yang of it all is, is part of what we're all about as an entrepreneur. And it's fun if you just kind of embrace it that way. Yeah. So true. So true. If we use the fail, like you said, I hate to call them failures. I, I just, I hate that word. Um, but if we use those times when things don't always go the way we think, right. As lessons, uh, and a chance to grow. And in my opinion, typically what happens, and I don't know about all of you, is when when something doesn't go the way I think, there's something better that has Absolutely. always come after Absolutely. that. Right? Yeah. If I stay open to the possibilities and the opportunities, something better always comes along. Well, I can't tell you how much I have enjoyed spending time with you uh, and hearing your, your journeys, uh, hearing some of your superpowers and the things that have and the ingredients as we say on recipe for success that have helped you to be successful i thank you for your confidence your courage uh your innovation uh and and for just sharing and being authentic as as vicky said and being you uh with us today and so thank you so much for sharing and you're all amazing in my book and uh i know that our young women uh, are going to learn so much from these uh, this conversation with all of you. So thank you. Thank you. you as well, Laurie. Thank you, Laurie. I'm inspired by all of you, so thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, I walk off these calls and I'm always inspired. So thanks, everyone, for watching. You definitely want to get some of these tiny town cookies. Uh, for holidays, you can send them to family. There's still time, right, Lynn? Absolutely. I'm not, I don't usually do a plug, but I got to tell you, they are delicious. I'm looking at them, I'm looking at them all along and they look delicious. 
Yeah. And go book your travel, whether it's for this year or next year, call Vicki uh, and get that done. And, and she will probably point you in the right direction. And Chris, we're going to get out there and get on social media. And, and if you need help with strategy, Chris is your girl for sure. So thank you all. Have an amazing day and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanks Thank everyone you. for watching. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.